Hello everyone, my name is David Smith and this is the Armchair Commentary, a sports podcast for fans of sport, by fans of sport, who know a bit about sports. If this is your first time here, please make sure to hit that sub button, go ahead and share the podcast with a friend. Definitely if you're on our social medias, don't be afraid, give us a follow, give us a like. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Armchair Commentary. My name is David Smith, and this week, hockey is back. We are back underway with some puck, and that means that the NHL's official expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, have taken to the ice. Unfortunately, they lost their opener against the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3, but if you are a new or casual fan to hockey, Seattle might be the fan team for you. What I mean by this is they're a team with a ton of grit, so they're going to make a lot of hits, they're going to be playing hard, they're blue-collar, the lunch pail is the way that those that team is constructed. Their goaltending is pretty solid, and they have a couple of skill guys that are going to make some razzle-dazzle plays, but not a ton. So they're easily um, one of the better teams to root for. Plus, they're an underdog. They're not ranked very high to win the Stanley Cup. You never know what's going to happen, as my Canadians proved last year. And I think that it's important to maybe give them a chance. So if you're a casual hockey fan out there and you're not sure which team you want to root for, the Seattle Kraken may be for you. Uh, as for my Montreal Canadiens, they got off to a 0-1 start, losing their ho- their uh, opening game to the Leafs uh, 2-1 with an early third-period goal uh, from William Nylander. Um, this year is going to be different for me. I don't anticipate that I'm going to be as heavily watching the Montreal Canadiens as I have been in the past, or maybe I will be more. It's hard to say. Sports have always been an important part of my life. It's always been a very important thing to me. This is why I do things like have a morning show on the ColorCast app. You can check me out there, Monday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, It's why I sometimes do play-by-play there. It's why I post about sports on social media. It's what makes me um, happy. It's something that I enjoy immensely. Granted, your team can't always win. (laughs) They just can't. Not every team can win every year, and that's part of the fun and intrigue of sports is who's actually going to be able to pull out a win. Sometimes talent has nothing to do with it. Sometimes it's incredibly lucky. Sometimes it's uh, the fingertip holding on to the helmet of a ball. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, a skate in the crease. All depends. It could be anything. What I can tell you is that... uh, my New England Patriots are not trending in a direction that would have me consider myself um, super pumped to watch the end of this football season. Now, of course, I'm going to watch every game. I'm going to watch every single one of them. I, I, I can't help it. I enjoy football, so I'll watch them. Um, Montreal's in a different spot. No Shea Weber, no Carey Price. A lot of the guys that you're expecting to come in and make impact immediately, they're out. Hoffman is out. The one guy that I was hoping would make an impact made an impact in game one. That's Jonathan Drouin, who scored the only Canadian's goal. Uh, And congrats. Welcome back, Drouin. I got to see him a lot as a Halifax Moosehead. So super glad to see someone getting the opportunity like John. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to commit to full 82. I mean, I feel like I am. I commit to a 162 with the Jays. I don't watch every game, of course. I can't. Uh, there's a lot of day games. I have, unfortunately, a day job until we can continue to grow this podcast with the help from you. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure to hit that share button. Um, but it's it's hard to commit to 82 full games in a season. What do you do with 82 games when you know that your team is probably not supposed to compete? Well, the one thing you can do is be there and cheer them on. And I plan on doing that. You can see I have Canadian stuff all over the place. Of course, I'll be keeping an eye on the Kraken. I'll be making funny memes and, you know, poking fun at my team's own uh, downfalls. And we'll see what happens. It's, it's really up in the air because the division that they're in is not an easy division. It's a very tough division, I would argue. And in this case... Um, sometimes I'd rather be lucky than good. So I, I'm looking forward to a full NHL season. Playing different opponents is going to be such a refreshing uh, view for a lot of us fans of hockey. Uh, I just want to see some good games. Uh, and with it back on uh, ESPN, we're sure to be getting some American attention. And who knows how long... Uh, until we start hearing some Stephen A, uh, some more Stephen A hockey takes. Over in Major League Baseball, we've got a couple of playoff games that are already done, um, or a couple of playoff series that are already done. And I want to just touch on um, this whole cheating thing that people seem to just, God, they love it, don't they? Don't people of opposing teams just love cheating like Come on, man. Okay, so I'm a Patriots fan. I hear this literally for all time. For all time. And I'm going to hear it for all time. The Cheatriots, Bill Belichick, various other nonsensical names. Uh, here's the deal. Your team has also cheated. And does that make the cheating the Patriots did okay? No, not really. They spied on some teams. Tell me a team that hasn't spied on another team and I'll show you a liar. Every team has spied on the other team. You want to know what they're calling. That's called a competitive advantage. Should you do it the right way? Yes. Should you not be a jabroni and film the sideline pretending to be some crew filming a TV show in the box? Yeah, probably. Should probably be a little more discreet about it if you're going to do it. But honestly, every team has filmed someone at some point. It happens. The deflated ball thing would get out of here. Uh, and the other thing that drives me nuts is uh, the Houston Astro Astros trash throws. You hear that? You hear that? Oh, man. The trash throws. The trash throws. Okay. So Houston uh, was bad. That scandal was bad. They shouldn't have been allowed. Um, the players probably should have taken some punishment, to be honest with you. Sorry, I have a very itchy nose. The players should have taken some punishment. And they didn't. They, they, did, they didn't. They didn't take any punishment at all. Ownership took some punishment. They took some heat and fines and, you know, suspensions and bans. And, okay, great. That's not really at the root cause of the problem. And I think if you don't punish the players here, you're in a world of hurt. Because uh, 
it leads to moments like this, where Jose Altuve is playing incredibly well. And all you hear from the opposing fan base is, uh, oh, the little cheater. Okay, maybe, maybe. I didn't see the document that said Jose Altuve unequivocally did it. And the fact that he did it, and we all know he did. Let's not pretend that he didn't do it. That's like saying Barry Bonds didn't take steroids. Yeah, he did. I know he did. Everyone knows he did. But here's the deal. Uh, it happened. It's over with. Players on the field, I get it. If you're a Dodgers uh, player, not Dodgers fan, but a Dodgers player, and you want revenge, have at it. You probably would love the Astros to make it to the World Series so you could beat up on them. You probably love it for the Red Sox to make it to the World Series and you can start chirping Alex Cora. You would, I'm sure you would. But fans, come on. You're better than this. You're like, really, I, I know you're not, but you should be better than this. Uh, the Houston Astros this year did not cheat. In fact, they played incredibly well without cheating. So I guess they were just pretty good at baseball. They got a little help over the edge and... Uh, good on them for it, to be honest with you. Baseball can be boring at times, and I prefer to see dingers. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. I appreciate a good pitching performance. I appreciate Robbie Ray. I appreciate Doc Halliday. I appreciate Mark Burley. I love pitchers that can pitch. But above all else, in the playoffs, I want to see some runs. I want to see the fans get into it. I want to see the, the away team silence the fans. I want to see the home team reinvigorate the fans with a rally. I want to see those things. And a pitcher's duel, unfortunately, um, most of the time has enough personality to fill a white paper bag, and that's about how I feel about it. It's just not great. Lastly, on to the NFL, uh, I just wanted to quickly say uh, Kansas City is okay. They're, they're okay. They're not, like, they're not great. Like, someone send a fruit basket, maybe. They're okay. They're not great. Uh, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a good NFL quarterback. He's really good at football. I personally, me, this guy right here, has been a little tougher on Lamar than I should have been. I think that running quarterbacks typically have a shorter lifespan in the NFL. One bad hit on your lower body and you're basically boned. Career-wise, it, it shortens your, your opportunity because you're always in the open to get hit. Granted, it's real hard to hit Lamar. It is, and he's very very strong so like I, I get it but one wrong hit and he's done I, re I remember watching might have been Bill's Patriots and Gronk was kind of in his prime and some I know it was Bengals right the Bengals um, Bengals Patriots and someone went like low like way low they like helmet to his knees knocked him out of the game and honestly he couldn't really run the same after that and part of that is because he is a massive human flesh and muscle on top of, uh, you know, legs that probably shouldn't support him, but they do somehow. So he slowed down. 
And I worry about that for Lamar. So I wasn't as high on him as I was, say, Patrick Mahomes, who's backyard football at its finest, but also has some, you know, issues doing some of those things. Um, Josh Allen is also really good at football, but he has got a good team around him as well. Uh, Lamar accounts for almost like all of uh, Baltimore's offense at this point. The fact they're winning games at all with no running backs, you should be amazed. The fact that they're winning games with the wide receiving core that they have, you should be uh, impressed. So uh, shout out to Lamar Jackson. Shout out to the Baltimore Ravens. Really don't like you guys, but you deserve all the love this week. Uh, that's going to do it for me this week. I appreciate everyone taking some time another day to check out uh, my uh, ColorCast profile. I am casting on ColorCast. I occasionally do play-by-play, -play, but every Monday morning I have a morning show where I recap the week's NFL games, prep you up for the Monday Nighter. If you're interested, you can download the app if you have an iPhone. We're working on Android. Uh, the best part of the app is you can jump on. If you have an opinion about something, you can hit the hot seat button and I can bring you on the mic. You don't have to feel shy. You can definitely do it and I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that tuned in to my Red Sox Rays uh, ALDS uh, cast. And uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. So it's been an interesting week in the world of sports. Can't wait to do it again next week. Thanks so much for checking me out. And that does it for this week's episode of the Armchair Commentary. If you haven't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. And of course, don't forget to follow us on social media at Armchair Commentary or at Armchair Common 2 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It has been an interesting week in the world of sports. Can't wait to do it again next week. Thanks for listening.